Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. God damn it. Motherfucker. Sorry, I'll let you do it next time. <laughs> I showed my lovely wife. I said, hey, there's this new thing. They just fucking uh, set up where you can create uh, profiles on uh, Chrome now. Right? So, like, if you got, you know, a couple people. I've not had that. You know, she's used the, her work computer for basically everything for years. And now, for some reason, she's fucking migrating over towards the desktop now, too fucking up my shit and so i'm like hey you know you can fucking hit this little tab here and switch over to your uh google login and fucking you know be all set up and you don't have to log out of my facebook and mail and shit like that don't have to worry about you know remembering passwords and stuff like oh cool 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 guess what the fuck she didn't do (laughs) (laughs) that thing i said that would be really cool (laughs) God damn it. Sorry. Starburst jelly beans. Oh, man, I need a bag of those. Today my mom bought a bag of uh, dum-dum suckers with jelly beans in the center. What? Yeah, they're kind of awesome. You'd think over the past 100 years that they couldn't improve upon the (laughs) dum-dum, but they just did, (laughs) motherfuckers. They They just did! (laughs) <laughs> it's a new era, dum dums. <laughs> yep, gonna have to keep an eye out for those. Yeah, they're they're good. Yeah, and the this uh, the jelly bean is a different flavor from the sucker. Oh, now that's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a godland godless wasteland. We need some rules in this life. <laughs> Dum dums, we throw out the rules. Let's fucking uh, let's have us a show. Alrighty, it's basically gonna be us, Rob, who's gonna leave in a little bit, and Zero. <laughs> fucking love you, Zero. <laughs> oh god. Oh, and Mary's listening. I know she's listening. She's not in the chat. You fight well, douchebag. But to truly succeed in combat, you must learn to harness the power of your fight. Farting on an opponent at precisely the right time is key to battle. I shall show you how it's done, but first, you must take the gentleman's oath. You must promise to never, ever fart on anyone's bows, okay? Farting on an opponent is necessary, but farting on someone's bows is not cool. Do you understand? And my pants are off. What is going on? Dude, I would totally be like a free-range flamingo master. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Ooh, look, I switched the head around. Eat a dick. Jason Nye. Does Nick Fury look like a bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him, Brad? And Jose Guzman. Don't tickle me. <laughs> you won't like me if you tickle me. <laughs> I'm gonna... Blank, you so blank down there. I'm just gonna leave on the mess where I'm yeah. done. <laughs> okay, check it out. Pee pee in my mouth. So strap in and shut up. We've got a show to do.
what is going on, folks? Today is March the 24th, 2015, and this is episode number 96 of the PanelsOnPages.com podcast, flagship title of your podcast network, PCN.PanelsOnPages.com, for this show and many more just like it, you know, or at least kind of like it, similar, same vein, nice guys for the most part, except that one asshole. Uh, I'm your host, Old Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me on the line tonight, we've got Mr. Jason Nyes. Guy Fieri is basically my Oprah. <laughs> and uh, Kelly Harris, what's up there? Uh, good news, Windows 8.1 is just as bad as Windows 8. <laughs> Are they seriously just not doing 8.1? I, I got 8.1, I downloaded it. And it Jesus Christ, it's, like, it's Windows 8 was like bad. two years ago. The, the improvement is there's the start button there in the bottom left-hand corner. What is that it? wasn't there before. You had to just yeah, go and roll over and wait for it to show up. That's the problem with Windows 8. Windows 8 was a tablet interface for desktop system. That's fucking uh-huh. stupid. Yeah. Yep, still dumb. <laughs> still it's not dumb. it's not the greatest. My my new beast mode computer is Windows 8 and I don't really like the <clears throat> the startup interface that it, it is it essentially fucking... looks like it's it's live tiles is what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And which is great if you've got like a Windows phone or a tablet. That's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, yeah not so much for my desktop. <laughs> Mahoney in the chat asks, why is Kelly updating his Windows? And obviously, it's to save on his energy costs, Mahoney. You should obviously. know this. <laughs> Weatherproof them shits. <laughs> I mean, I got $20 in Skype credit we can throw in your Windows that I can't use for anything else. So. <laughs> oh, man, awesome. <laughs> oh, man, $30, $20 in Skype credit? We're a third of the way to uh, getting our phone number back. But then I think they told me that we could have it back for thirty bucks. But I'm not gonna put ten bucks on it until I know for sure that, that we can. I mean, <laughs> you're a convoluted bitch, Skype. Is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> convoluted bitch. Uh, I'm gonna tweet Skype that. Bucks. Skype bucks seems a lot like Dave and Buster's tickets to me. It's a lot like that. Like it's his own fucking self-sustaining ecosystem. <laughs> like I wonder how many boxes of nerds I could buy with twenty Skype bucks. <laughs> <laughs> So damn stupid. So damn stupid. Ah, oh, shit. What we got? Uh, okay, so got some stuff happening. Um, wife and ki- wife was out of town. Left me with the kids last week. Uh, we had a fine time. Um, watched last week's Flash with Zoe and lost my goddamn mind on Wednesday. Like that episode was ridiculous. So much shit happened in the last like eight minutes of that Flash episode. It's insane. That show, dude. So they, they they did they finally go full grod? But they not we we have they have full grodded uh for a couple of shots like some like the like kind of stinger epilogue scenes. But it was not the it was not the the grod episode yet. Okay. Uh, but it was the the big reveal of uh uh reverse flash. Yeah, some reverse flash stuff there, uh some really cool like stuff with his powers, fun stuff like you know, he uh, came out to uh, uh, his the girl he's kind of you know, been way into for years and years that he is the Flash and shit like that. But I think they're going to undo a lot of it uh, because he he's going to run uh, you know counterclockwise around the Earth. Not time. that exactly, but something kind of like it. Yeah, he he pierced the uh, space time barrier and ended up like two days in the past by mistake. And so it'll be interesting to see how much of that stays and how much of it goes so it's it's fucking show dude it's such ridiculous silver age bullshit nonsense that is terrible but it's so <laughs> damn good like there's something magic about that fucking show dude they, they, they're killing it um 
Just Wise uh, in the population group posted a link to this website called CouchTuner. And he says it's, you know, virus-free, malware-free. You can go and watch all the Flash episodes. I clicked on it, and about five minutes later, I got a blue screen of death. So I don't know how clean <laughs> that site is there, Just Wise. Damn. <laughs> Buyer beware. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll fucking hook you up with my uh, Plex server. We'll make some shit happen for you. Totally virus-free. Like, I, I, like I said before, I could fucking download the episodes if I wanted to. True enough. But yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have to. It's 2015. Like, yeah, you should be, and you're paying for you're paying for a service that should do that thing for you. Absolutely. Um, let's see. But uh, okay, a little bit less magic is um, I, I watched two more episodes of Powers the other night. <laughs> uh, so that's three episodes total. Three episodes total. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like it's really strange because. I feel like Powers, the TV show, is like the television equivalent of a comic book with a writer you like with an artist you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. Because I'm 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 really into like the story. Like the narrative is really interesting. Like I'm curious as to where they're gonna go and like there's little diversion plot threads, but it's not overly convoluted. Like, there's enough happening that I, I legitimately do want to see what happens next. But I really don't care for any of the actors. Like, Eddie Izzard's brilliant. He always is. But he's in it very little right now. I'm sure he's going to have his big moments coming up. But, like, the guy playing Christian, I just, I want to punch him in the face. Like, <laughs> he just looks so, he has, he looks like he smelled a fart all the time. <laughs> like, his face is pursed up. Like, he just smelled the worst fart. Always, <laughs> he just—he has this terrible fart face. That's the kind of face you get when you've lived through apartheid. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking Nelson Mandela had that same face. Tell you me might, I'm you wrong. Might be something. <laughs> Nelson Mandela, fucking Christian Walker from Powers, and Charlize Theron all have the same face. Thank you, apartheid. And I made the observation uh, on Twitter while I was watching that uh, Christian's beard looks like it was drawn on a la NWO Hulk Hogan. Oh, that made me laugh so much. And I can't unsee it now. Christian Walker's the third man! And then seriously, like, I shave, right? And then, like, I'll get back there, but it takes a couple of days. Like, it's not perpetually that way. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) keeping with the NWO references, Lee was like, pretty soon I'm going to start throwing trash at my TV. <laughs> but I do like what they're doing. I just don't like who they're having do it. Is it's really strange. Um, but I do like what they're doing. I have to come back and keep checking it out. Um, and like it's free, you know, it's free if you got the the plus, which we do. Yeah, edges. I mean, really, if if it's not too much of a hassle to pull the episodes up and watch it, and you stick stick it out, man. It's actually, I was interested in how that was going to work because I have not. Um, streamed or downloaded any movies or episodes from the PlayStation Store, so I wasn't sure how it was going to work. Uh, it's pretty slick, actually. Like, you just kind of go in, there's a section on the store, like on the front page, that says Powers, you fucking find it, and then you just kind of hit the episode you want to watch, and it streams. Like, and it's a really clear broadcast. Like, I've not had a single dip in quality. Like, it's actually really, really well done. Um, which I guess it kind of needs to be, you know, but still, WWE, WWE Network, like, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> shit falls out, and this stuff's perfect. Um, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I uh, 
mentioned a couple weeks ago how the, the kid got a wild hair up her ass. She wanted to buy some Pokemon cards. And so we did. And then um, I had bought her a trainer deck that I was kind of saving for, you know, the next time, you know, something kind of rad happened. She deserved a little something, something. Ooh, which but, deck did you get her? Honestly, she was so fucking helpful that, you know, I, I dropped it on her this past weekend. And it was this little two-pack thing came with 60 cards that, you know, were two 30-card decks. I think it was a, a Sylveon and a, and a something else on whatever the fuck. Uh, and the idea its actually a pretty brilliant idea as far as, like, kind of a, a starter thing for a card game goes. The idea is it gives you 30 cards, you know, for two decks, and you combine them to make one deck at the end, and gives you basically everything you need to play a game, and then, like, a step-by-step guide at the beginning like don't shuffle the cards do exactly this the first time we're going to show you exactly how to play this fucking game oh well they had those when i was buying those like with the first set so and i never seen glad, that before i'm glad they kept those around because i never seen anything awesome. like it i thought it was pretty brilliant you know yeah, it's pretty great because you could read the whole thing like the big rule sheet and i'm like oh we're never she's never going to get this but then it shows you right the fuck what to do uh the problem was the one that i had the the like half i had simply did not have the fucking cards it said it had in there. Like, there were at least two cards I was supposed to have that I didn't have, which, when you're trying to follow along and get the exact outcome it's trying to tell you, made it really fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the one having the tantrum, and Zoe's like... I was totally having a tantrum. What? I'm like, where the fuck? Where's my fucking Gorlax? My, my what the fuck? <laughs> Zoe's just like, Dad, chill the fuck out. <laughs> but we got it down, and so and then we picked up another... Uh, two, she had some allowance money, so we picked up another pack like it and that one also had a shitload of fairy types so now she has like a full 60 card fairy deck that she can nice. use and um, that allowed me to make a whole lot of uh, deck puns that my wife really appreciated <laughs> uh, so like say hey you got a nice thick deck there girl but remember it's not the size of the deck that matters it's what you do with the deck <laughs> and if I, put this, I can have like 170 cards no 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 you can't have a 172 card deck that deck is too thick. <laughs> if I keep a manageable deck girth. It's getting side-eyed from Nicole across the table. <laughs> side-eyed so hard. Uh, there was also a, a glitch um, last week on PlayStation Store where for like four days, and they caught it late, you know, about four days later, the Stick of Truth game was $5. Ooh. So snatch that shit up with a quickness. Uh, it's backed up to like 30 now. Um, but man, oh man, like I thought my face was going to get stuck in a permanent smile like Smilex <laughs> for a while there. Because like it looks just like the show, you guys. It looks like it, it feels like it. And the RPG combat elements are surprisingly robust. <laughs> it's actually a really good RPG. Like the, the combat is pretty cool. It's kind of like um, if you ever played uh, Super Mario RPG back on the day. Um, no. There's some uh, there's some timed hit elements to it, right? So like you know you can attack, but if you hit X or square in the right spot, like you get you know combo attacks, shit like that. But it's still all turn based as well. Um, but you know it's all straight out of that world of South Park. Like you know, you, you know early on you get abducted by the visitors and you have to f- uh, fight your way out of the the spaceship. Um, and you play you play the new kid in town. You play the new kid, right? The first thing you do is create a new kid. Yeah, and um. So, you know, you, you go along and you, you meet Butters, and Butters takes you to Cartman's house. They're basically playing, like, you know, humans versus elves, you know. And uh, they get to the and Cartman's like, before we go on, I must ask you your name. Just like in any RPG. And so you put in your name. 
And he comes back to Carmen and go, did you enter douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> so you hit. No, it won't let you select no. You have to hit yes. And he goes, are you sure you want to proceed with <laughs> douchebag? <laughs> so they, they, everyone always calls him douchebag or new kid. It's, it's pretty fucking funny. Uh, and like I was, I was in the sewers, and there's like a side quest. We got to find Mr. Hanky's kids and take them back to him. And I went too deep in the sewers and found the crab people by accident. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> like it's so fucking fun. One of the uh, one of the longer side quests I've found so far uh, is all about Al Gore and Man Bear Pig. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Mary was playing it like just before we moved. She was getting pretty heavily into it, and I had just happened to be in the room when she was fighting Al Gore. <laughs> His man bear pig suit. <laughs> and one of my favorite things that I saw when she was playing with it is her new kid went to Tom's rhinoplasty and got a nose job. So the kid looks like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I have not done that yet. Just fucking David Hasselhoff just bopping around on a little South Park body. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really, really funny. Um, just, you know, meta enough of being a game, but still very much in the world of South Park. It's fucking funny, man. Like, it's too damn good. I just, you know, just hours were falling off my life. Just sitting there, just, just <laughs> could not turn it down. Uh, it loads quite frequently, which is kind of a drag. Like, you know, stop, you know, sit there for five, six seconds, then it, like, loads the next screen. And that's, that makes me want to hurt things. Because, like, God of War doesn't do that, and that shit is really intricate. <laughs> <laughs> And this is just South Park, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. Um, but man, it's fun. Holy shit. Hopefully, you know, if you got PlayStation, you're ready to suck, suck that up for five bucks, because holy shit. They didn't um, try and fucking return your money and turn the game off or anything like that? No, no. I mean, cause I bought it fair and square. It was five bucks. You know, it's their fault. Um, and last bit, um, I fucking found uh, the leader class Megatron at Toys R Us and did a happy dance in the middle of the store like a crazy person. <laughs> Because that's the one thing I wasn't able to pre-order from Hasbro Toy Shop. And I have, to this day, still never seen uh, that Jetfire figure in person. And, like, everywhere that has him online, it's, like, at least 10 bucks higher than it should be. You know, like, so we're talking 60 damn dollars, which is cool, but I know he should not be 60 damn dollars. And, you know, so we're walking along through Toys R Us, and he's packaged, his casemate is, like, a redeco that makes him look kind of like Armada Megatron, but not quite. And so that... That thing was front and center, like on the shelf at Toys R Us. And I had a fucking baseball slid in front of the damn thing like a retard. And I'm like, nope, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, God, snatch that shit up. And again, this is, you know, about a week after I dropped 80 bucks on pre-ordered Hasbro Toy Shop for like the entire wave of deluxes. And, he, you know, here comes Nicole fucking sketching by. She goes, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how much of this thing? I go, um, the short answer is it doesn't matter. It's coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Does not matter. You bought it already. <laughs> you bought it already. Um, and it's so fucking cool, you guys. He's so big and shiny and silver. And, like, transforms, like, fun. Like, they're not... They're doing some pretty cool stuff where the transformations are intuitive and interesting, but they're still simple. But they're, but they're not simple at the cost of functionality or design. Like... The the leader class Megatron, I think he has like 16 steps in this instructions book, coupled with like the leader class Optimus Prime from Revenge of the Fallen, which is like a masterpiece level figure, probably, had like, you know, 71 steps or some shit. Like it's, you can't Jeez. give that to an eight-year-old and let them have fun with it. Like you just can't. It's a pain in the ass. 
But this thing can be fun for anybody. It's really pretty brilliant. And goddamn, it's so shiny. The light's shining off of it right now, and it's just glaring in my eyes. So excited to have it. <laughs> it makes me so happy. You post- Someone once said you can't buy happiness, and that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm standing yeah, on a wall of it right now. <laughs> you just wheeled fucking uh, the Power Rangers Megazord taxi cab over to the corner of the room the other day. <laughs> You're plenty happy. It made me so happy. Because my, my uh, sister-in-law came in today. Uh, she's going to be here for the next few days, and then they are all leaving. Nicole, her, the kids, everybody are leaving all next week for spring break. Which, woo, I'm, spring break! They're spring breaking it. I'm going to be home alone, which will be really cool for a couple of days, and then I'll be kind of stir crazy. But I'm really looking forward to those first couple of days. And, you know, uh, you've not been up here recently, Nyes, and, and Kelly, you've never, you've never been here. But, like, this room is fucking packed with shit. This <laughs> stuff is everywhere. And so I have this little side table right next to the futon. You know, it's full of, like, um, Creos and Minimates and just little, little things. And Nicole says, you're going, you're going to move that men table. I go, why? She goes, you know, it, it's, gonna, it's just going to knock over. I go, what kind of fucking wrestling matches are you people having in your sleep that you can't trust shit on a table next to the bed? Like, what is wrong with you people? Like, seriously. She's like, if you don't move it, shit's going to get knocked over. So I move it. But, you know, there's shit on the other side of it as well. So I'm annoyed that I got to move stuff. But then I get to roll Pier Minus across the floor, and it was kind of <laughs> badass. <laughs> Pier Minus. That's what he's referencing. And it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 work. the Megazord taxi cab. <laughs> kind of is a Megazord taxi cab. Yeah, it really is. It's just like two feet long. Fucking Megazord parade float. <laughs> Straight up. For their fucking homecoming float. game. <laughs> the paper mache. <laughs> You yeah, just uh, you post the picture. I'm just like, what the shit is that? <laughs> well, it's really because like that's like that, that, was that, the part, that mode you get to see everything, right? You know, everything's out there display. It doesn't like combine worth a shit. They're just basically individual swords on top of a parade float. You know, it's goofy <laughs> as fuck, but it's really big and impressive. Now, the other version of that configuration, if you want to call it that, is you stand the big portion up on its back. You know, because it ha- on its feet rather, because like it's a pyramid. And, but it has like a giant robot warrior mode thing. So you like kind of extend the legs out and stand it upright. And the combined mode has like the one big red zord kind of like Yoda style on its back with, you know, the, the kind of gun tanks over its shoulders. And then every other zord literally just crammed inside of it where you cannot even see them. Like there are little shelves inside that you put them on and they cannot be seen. Like so it's what the fuck is the point? Like, they don't understand what makes those things cool is pegging <laughs> shit together, not hiding them in a box. <laughs> it's like really shitty Titanus. Yeah, yeah. At least in Titanus, you can see everything. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I just Google image searched Pyramidus and wow. Yeah. What was the... He's a fucking no, pyramid. it's like a really shitty one of the tur- the turtle zord they had, Tor. Tor, yeah. Because, again, <laughs> that's the same thing. Like, you know, you take the tiger zord... Put it inside tour where it cannot be seen. Yeah, <laughs> and you just take the the little weird like you know carrier mechanism for the the team and just sit it on top. <laughs> mm. Really fucking boring. <laughs> but I will say Tor was way more adorable than Pyramidus is. That's true. That's true. He <laughs> he, he has a precious Muppet face. He does. <laughs> <laughs> what you got now? What's happening, guys? Well, since we've uh, finally gotten our own place, <clears throat> we uh, Mary and I both put off changing the addresses on our driver's license when we moved in with my folks last year. Uh, so 
just until we got our own place. Yeah. Why? Why waste the time? Why waste the money? <clears throat> and also, we were waiting until we moved into a pl- new place for Mary to finally legally change her name to Mary Nyes. Oh, so shit. she made a. Uh, we she got a, a half day off of work middle of last week, and we headed down to the Social Security office. And boy, oh boy, you guys, a, a, a lot is said about the DMV. <laughs> but the DMV don't come close to the Social Security office. Holy shit. What what a just mass of humanity that was. But we actually we actually didn't have to wait very long. But then we get up there, she's got her fucking birth certificate, she's got the marriage license, all that. She hands it to this Social Security office worker who looks like uh Brent Peoples. And she passes it under the glass, the glass window, and he looks at it, and he just gets this fucking sour look on his face, starts shaking his head, and he's like, uh, "I don't know, I don't know if this is gonna work." And I steam starts coming out of my ears, I'm like, "No." Because how long have you been there by now? Yeah, the, this is we had been there for about a half an hour, maybe maybe less, but yeah, it may as well be a thousand. Know, years. She had <laughs> everything she needed, and this guy is just like, "Yeah, I don't think you have everything that you need." He's like. No motherfucker, you changing her name right now. <laughs> Luckily, he did. Luckily, I didn't have to reach through the little plexiglass bars and uh, <laughs> choke him to death. <laughs> and we got out of there uh, pretty quickly. Had to wait twenty four hours until we could go to the DMV to get her name changed on her driver's license. Which, what is the point of that? You know, just in case she changes her mind. That's She's fucking weird. married to me, so you know, for a year. Yeah, for almost two years now. To the point where if we had waited any longer, they would have needed a lot more paperwork. <laughs> but uh, uh, went off without a hitch, really. We went the next day, and uh, the fucking DMV was like going to uh, Epcot Center compared to the Social Security office. It was, <laughs> it was delightful. You know, I still hate Epcot Center, but... Right, it's still it, boring it's, as fuck. It's still, it's still uh, an enjoyable time. Uh, I have, because of some... BuzzFeed article, you know, one of those like uh, 19 times so-and-so completely summed up your life. I saw one of those articles about Hannibal Burris, who is the comedian who uh, called Bill Cosby out for being a rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was essentially just gifts of him from Broad City on Comedy Central. And I was like, oh shit, he's on Broad City? I should check that out. So I've watched every episode of Broad City that is on Hulu and... I like it. It's kind of yeah. it, it. It's kind of a female workaholics almost. It's got that nice. kind of kind of vibe to it. A uh, lot of great cameos on it. And then other than that, my my wife got sick late Friday, and she's just coming down off of it now. She took the day off of work yesterday, so I've just been kind of consoling her and uh, you know making sure she's doing okay and just kind of being lazy and sitting on the couch and watching a lot of. HGTV over the past few days because that's how we do. God bless you, sir. Finished Kimmy Schmidt, and uh, I think that's about it. So how do we feel about Kimmy Schmidt? All said and done, what do you think? Uh, I I really liked it. I thought it yeah. was it was charming. Uh, it definitely has a Thirty Rock vibe to it. But the finale episode left me kind of wanting it. it it didn't really. It wasn't a great fin, uh, season finale. I, I want to see more, but the finale did not cause me to want more. It, it's just the fact that I want to see more. Huh. Okay. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. What's, what's up, Kelly? Uh, not much. Uh, let's start with yesterday. I went to the oral surgeon to oral get a surgeon? to get a consult for uh, getting my wisdom teeth out eventually. Oh shit! And so the the surgeons, you know, digging around in my mouth as they do, feeling around, making sure everything's okay, like where it's supposed to be. And she just remarks, "You have beautiful teeth." And nice. I just stop, and I think that's. <laughs> That's one of the best compliments I've received in quite some time. See, because who's gonna say that? <laughs> and yet, like, there's no more appropriate place for that compliment to arise. Right. It's still oddly creepy and unsettling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but still, just nice because you know it's like you would you you're the person that would appreciate these. So I'm glad you do. <laughs> no one's yeah. better than you. <laughs> That's been the highlight of my week. Uh, I've, I started watch. I've been watching a lot of Hannibal lately, because they find, they dumped the second season of that on uh, Amazon Prime. So I've been watching that. And that's a good show. That's one of those everyone seems to really enjoy. Yeah. It's. I'm shocked it's on NBC. Really? For how graphic it is, I if you just showed me this and had me guess what network it's on. I would probably guess AMC or HBO. No shit. It's super bloody and super graphic. That's so weird that you can... Those weird rules, you guys. Yeah, it's... I don't get it. It's 2015. Right, but like, you know, they show shit on on an average episode of Supernatural that has basically the TV equivalent of like a PG-13. Just TV-14 or whatever the fuck. Like... They showed a guy get his head cut off, like, <laughs> like a decapitation. Like not like you know, they did cut away. Like no, they showed the blade go through. His head fell off, bloody stump. Like that would get a, a movie an R rating. Yeah, <laughs> meaning that like you know, <clears throat> you know, anyone under seventeen can't go without a grown up. Okay, but you can put this <laughs> shit on television, and it's you know basically the PG thirteen version. Those rules are weird, you guys. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, what I've been enjoying doing is there's a lot of cooking in Hannibal, like really, <laughs> okay, really well done cooking. And All so right. my mom, my mom likes cooking shows, so I'll bring her in, like have her watch the scenes, and then I'll have her guess what kind, what part of people that Hannibal is cooking. <laughs> no shit, because because it's all people. Like, he's, he's, like making these del- del- amazing looking dishes, and all the meat is from people. That's kind of rad, actually. Yeah, it like. I, if I would have had some, like, just thought I had, I easely could have convinced my mom that Hannibal is just a show about f- fine dining and fancy dressing. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> a fucking brilliant idea right there. A uh, fucking, <laughs> like, I take clips from Hannibal and turn it into a cooking show. Done. <laughs> I'm going to write that like, that's down. That's the thing. If Hannibal, if I had found out <clears throat> that Hannibal had cooked me people, like, let's say I'm halfway through the meal and he stops. He's like, hey, you know that one serial killer guy? And I'm like, yeah. You're eating him. <laughs> I'd probably keep eating because it all looks really good. Hey, Hannibal, uh, this dish, it really has a good mouth feel. What is it? Oh, it's actually a dude's mouth. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really tender face. Yeah. Yeah. So last night I was watching Hannibal and I, I also discovered that when I'm watching Raw on a delay, in the time it takes to watch a single episode of Raw, 
I can watch three episodes of Hannibal and everything I care about on Raw and still watch the final bit of Raw live. Oh, that final bit of Raw <laughs> last night. <laughs> I'm glad, after the fact, I'm glad to see that the rest of the internet had the same reaction that I did to that. So I, yeah, I saw no some one tweets about it. it a little bit like kind of like, so what, what was it kind of broad scope? <clears throat> Holy shit. So uh, Roman Reigns <laughs> is uh, facing Brock Lesnar in the main event at WrestleMania for the WWE World Heavyweight title. And, okay. And the end of Raw last night, this was the go-home show to WrestleMania. WrestleMania is this Sunday. The end of the show, fucking Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are in the ring. Heyman's fucking talking Brock Lesnar up, something serious. Talking that Brock Lesnar is going to fucking bust into Roman Reigns' house and take food out of his baby's mouths and so on and so forth. <clears throat> Roman Reigns comes down the aisle, gets in the ring. They kind of fucking face off. Brock Lesnar holds up the title in his face. And then Roman Reigns snatches the title out of his hands and goes, this is mine now. And he holds it up. And then Brock Lesnar goes, no, you don't. And he fucking grabs the title. And the two of them have a fucking toddler tug-of-war with the WWE Championship as the fucking feed goes off the air. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. It was really bad. Ooh. I think uh, I think Ghost is gonna come over. We're gonna watch WrestleMania on Sunday, just because I have access to a WWE Network and subscription. Hey, you know, <laughs> if you got it, why not? But yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna be a fine show. And and you know, like I've not watched awesome. wrestling a lot broad in a long time, but they always do a very good job of giving you all the backstory before every match. Yeah, they yeah, do. You you have a two hour long pre show to watch if you want. Fuck <laughs> you, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Two-hour-long pre-show and then a four-hour WrestleMania. Yeah. So you could just sit back and watch six hours of WWE. No one's got that kind of time. Uh, and and technically, technically, you're only really watching maybe an hour and a half worth of new stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> no one has that kind of time. You see, it, it bums me out to one point, but I also respect me for my stance. But this will be the second year in a row I have not watched WrestleMania. And that's... When they've had this fucking network going on, and I could buy it for nine ninety nine if I wanted to. Did you go back and watch last year's WrestleMania? I have not. That was a good show. You should have. I'm. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure it was. And you know, Daniel Bryan got a lot of fucking uh, shine off of that one show, but just out of principle. But NXT though. Oh yeah, NXT. I'm super psyched <laughs> for this uh, for tomorrow's show. Yeah. Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. Yeah, man. Yeah, I gotta get on get on some some NXT. I think it's so it's so much easier to watch than anything else WWE puts out. First off, it's an hour. Second yeah, off, in an hour in an hour, you're getting four matches. Wow. And there there's no fat. There's no fucking bullshit. It's all. Good content. Yeah, I heard uh, Triple H on the uh, Steve Austin podcast. They're talking about NXT and how he kind of runs things and does things a little different than Vince does. And uh, Austin asked him, like, you know, what do you think the biggest challenge is for Monday Night Raw right now? And he just throws it right up. He's like, do you think, is it the third hour right away? He's like, is it the third <laughs> hour? And Triple H is like, yeah. He's like, three hours of anything. He's like, nobody else does three hours of live television. Like, it's, it's, uh, 
It's tough. And, and then they have two more with SmackDown. Yeah, it's a lot, man. And then another with main event, and then another yep. with uh, superstars. Superstars. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of TV. Before we get off wrestling, <laughs> I need to talk about Lucha Underground from last week, which had my favorite match of the year so far, which was the main event was Mil Muertes versus Phoenix in a Grave Consequences match, <laughs> which is the greatest casket match that I have ever seen. Does WWE have a fucking copyright on casket match? I don't know. Well, it, I kind of think that they just decided to call it Grave Consequences because Lucha Underground is kind of an insane show. Yeah, why not? Make it, <laughs> make it your own thing. That's, that's fucking clever. I like it. Like, it was bloody as shit, too. Really? Yeah, at one point, they, uh, Mil Muertes undoes the buckle on the bottom rope and takes off like the hook that attaches the ropes to the uh to the ring post and just gouges opens phoenix's head with it Jesus. <laughs> so when they're fighting all over the arena phoenix is bleeding all over everything they're using the casket as a weapon for once because normally you just see the casket sit there and no one touches it except to open it up and, like, Phoenix was going to do a dive on the Muertes, and Muertes flips up the casket, so he just dives straight into the casket. <laughs> it's, like, the front of it and dents the front of it up. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was an awesome match. It's uh, They put the full match on YouTube. I, tw- I retweeted it from the PCW account, so you should be able to find it in there from the past couple days. It's it's really worth watching. <laughs> Well, look that shit up right now. Speaking of Lucha Underground, Alberto El Patron is going to be at C2E2. Oh, shit, really? And Jesus Rodriguez, a.k.a. Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. This is the wrestler lineup that C2E2 has right now. CM Punk, well, kind of. Kind of a wrestler. Road <laughs> Warrior Animal, Booker T, Jerry the King Lawler, Rikishi, Sergeant Slaughter, Alberto El Patron, Jesus Rodriguez, Scott Hall, Sean Waltman, Tommy Dreamer, and then I think some booth is going to have Matt Hardy there. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, yeah. no shit. No. Yeah. Dude, we can too sweet so many people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, walk in with a checklist. You need, you need a too sweet checklist. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely guys. Too sweet Scott Hall. Too sweet. Ten dollars to too sweet. <laughs> Did you guys fucking see that? No. Uh, Alana Masterson, who plays Tara on The Walking Dead, she was at some convention this past weekend. I, I'm not sure the convention, but somebody took a picture of her her table, and she had a little dry erase board that said, uh, "Okay, let me see if I can pull it up real quick instead of just going off by memory." I know Spazzy. Oh, this is thing Juan was talking about on yes, Facebook. Yes, yes, thing? yes. Okay. Because he was really vague about it, like someone would see it. Yeah, yeah. Juan was subtweeting <laughs> Alana Masterson from the fucking <laughs> Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say what convention, but uh, the uh, dry erase board at her booth says an autograph, $50. Selfie, $50. Autograph plus selfie, $80. M- meet and greet, $10. To to, to come say hi. To come bucks? say hi is ten bucks, and behind the fucking dry erase board is like nineteen bottles of Purell. 
I will. I'll link it in the chat right here. Jesus Christ, that's too funny. And what I happens? just walk up and say hi. Is she gonna chase you down and <laughs> take ten dollars? <laughs> Chase you down with one of those old fucking uh, uh, the credit card machines. The (laughs) beat you with it and then take your credit card. I love the smiley face. Right, like haha, ten dollars to come say hi. Smiley face. Lol. Three dollars to too sweet me. (laughs) Didn't we make a joke like that? Last week, like yeah. it would cost two dollars to too sweet somebody. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh man. On one hand, I understand why everybody is pissed at it. On the other hand, you got you you've gotta think that AMC has some sort of orientation for walking dead people, and it's like, hey, you're probably not gonna be on this show for very long. So <laughs> so you gotta make the most of it. You gotta do these conventions, you gotta fucking make some money, charging for autographs, charging for pictures. Hell, if you want to, charge $10 for a meet and greet. Why not? Because you're not going to be famous for long. Especially... Uh, if if memory serves, I believe Bicycle Zombie is still getting fucking hits at Wizard shows. Right, 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 exactly. Is Walking Dead still running right now? Yes, uh, the uh, season finale is, is Sunday. And I'm okay, really so excited about it. So this makes sense why I'm sick of people asking me if I'm watching The Walking Dead when I'm at work. Oh it's man, like, this really season is here. the best season. It might be like it's, it's definitely the best it's been in a long time. Like I find myself really giving a shit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I dropped off after season two, and I with. The amount I have to hear about it at work, I never looked back. That's <laughs> probably fair. <laughs> season two was a turning point, I think, for a lot of people because they hung out at that barn for at the the farm for so long. It turned people off. They wanted more action, but I I really liked that season. Yeah, but it was it's it's especially since they came back from the break. It's been gangbusters, man. Very impressive. So, $10 to meet and greet Alana Masterson, you guys. Bring I'm your- just saying, I'd throw five bucks to Scott Hall for a two-sweet. I'm- <laughs> yeah, I think I'd too. Easy. Yeah, I think they're going to be, him and uh, X-Pac are going to be at the Dreamwave Wrestling booth at C2A2. What is Dreamwave Wrestling? They're a company. I'm not sure what what area of the country they run out of. It must be the Midwest. Huh. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of awesome. They have a full booth. Huh, that is kind of cool. Good for them. Fucking sweet deal. And C two E two just announced today that they're bringing fucking Aquaman. I saw that. Yeah, that's a big get. They they're bringing Aquaman, but they didn't advertise that he's Aquaman at all. In yeah, he's Paul Drogo, <laughs> Game of Thrones, is Jason Momoa. Seriously, guys, he's Aquaman. <laughs> Yeah, because like he he was on Game of Thrones, but he died in season one. And oh shit! Spoiler, Lee Jesus. Really, <laughs> really, <laughs> really. I, I I'm teasing you, but I honestly did not know that. Um, and and but it's funny because he he does the conventions. He's he's pretty much a regular of the convention circuit. But I think Aquaman is a game changer. 
Like yeah. he he he's a huge guest now that he's he's Aquaman. He was also Conan. Let's not forget. Yeah. And wasn't he in uh, one of those Stargate shows? Like Stargate it Atlantis. Like he was in Stargate. Oh shit! He was in Stargate Atlantis. That's that's where it all started. That's wh- what led him to be Aquaman. <laughs> they got him. The, they got the Atlantis, the Atlantis bug in his ear. Says one day I'm gonna be the king of this shit. <laughs> one day all this is gonna be mine. One day. Fucking uh, we got we got a little bit of mail. Oh shit! Yeah. I I was I was afraid to ask. Look at all this uh, let's see here. Along with um, all kinds of really, again, really strange spam mail we get, you guys. Like, <laughs> it's really peculiar. Downright queer, I say. <laughs> Downright queer. <laughs> uh, we got an email from uh, Chad. Chad Hamby. Chad in the chat right now. What is up, Chad? Uh, he writes in. <clears throat> he calls it the episode thir- 38 mini throwback review. <laughs> 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 and then in parentheses, uh, title is a whip. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sweet ass whip. <laughs> uh, so it says, um, just started getting caught up on old episodes, starting with episode number 38. Fucking good on you, man. Uh, I'm still deciding how to do this, but for now, I will try to think of a sentence or two that sums up the episode. May do two to three episodes a week. Uh, jingle all the way to the celebration of Lee's second kid while the fall season just flies by. <laughs> Sincerely, the Chad. It's a fucking. That's it's it's just vague enough that I kind of want to go back and see what the fuck we were doing in episode thirty-eight. <laughs> Probably some bullshittery. Well, I know we watched Jingle all the way. Around Christmas time last year, but that would have been no. We like, we we never did a Jingle All the Way movie night. But no no no, no I, I, we watched it at home here. Oh, okay. so I think for sure would have talked about it. Yeah. Um, but that was like last Christmas, which is not sixty some odd episodes ago. So, and it's, wasn't Jack's born in like May? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah right year. after C two E two. Oh, so maybe it was the movie. announcement of Jax's oncoming. Could be. Could be. Yes. Very well, could be post Thanksgiving episode. There you go. Uh, Chad know. in the chat is just uh, letting us know. Yeah, the yeah score. that's when we watched Jingle All the Way. It was uh, Thanksgiving Day. We watched a whole bunch of Christmas movies, including Jingle All the Way, which includes Arnold Schwarzenegger's best bit of dialogue in any film he's ever had. Which is Dasha Dance Prince of Vixen Comic Cube with Donna Vixen. I can do this for miles. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas and Jingle All the Way, I'm sitting on my couch the other day, and I'm looking around. You know, I, I've been setting up our our toys and our collectibles and stuff like that around the house, and I'm looking at our Fucking Marvel now Hawkeye Kerouac sent me on Facebook. Jesus Christ! Oh Fuck, yeah, I want that so yeah. bad with Pizza Dog. And I'm looking at the Entertainment Center shelves, and I'm looking around the house, and I'm like. Where the fuck are we gonna put a Christmas tree? Because <laughs> like we've got a big house, but like our, our like family room is pretty full right now. There's not really room in like a dining room or something. It's like where the shit is. Like we got room in our bedroom, but who wants to put a Christmas tree in their bedroom? That's just weird. Yeah, go in the jacuzzi. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it'll it'll stay moist. There you go. 
yeah, as we sort of start fleshing out what is meant to be the dining room and it sort of starts becoming more and more clearly the Lego room, we're running into the same thing. Like, this is where the Christmas tree usually goes. <laughs> that ain't gonna fly. Because right Go now we Lego have a Christmas fucking tree. thriving Lego community where the Christmas tree goes. It's fucking Lego Christmas tree, exactly. They fucking, they're, they're starting, they're, they have their own commerce system hugging over there. They're kind of like Skype dollars. <laughs> Little tiny Skype dollars. Only worth something. Yeah, because I can resell Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think about the, the, the modular buildings that we have, the, the big buildings that kind of pay together. Um, I think I'm going to do the next one that we buy. I think I'm going to buy two of them and just fucking stash one because those things are out. Outrageous once they get retired. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I had no idea the kind of return on an investment you can get on a sealed Lego set like that. The Especially theater, fucking Star Wars, dude. Yes, Star Wars. Legos Man, nuts. We, uh, we overpaid a bit for the theater we got for Christmas. Um, it was like $150 like, on the price tag, $150. I think we ended up paying like $210 for it because it was, it was just freshly retired. But the one that retired the year before that is like six hundred dollars now. Yeah, like it's on not. eBay and Amazon, it's fucking crazy. And I think crazy. most of the uh, the reason it goes up in value, I think, is because of the the minifigures. Yeah, because like the weird like the minifigures, and they're 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 so exclusive to the certain sets, and that's what makes the set special. And then like the uh, and then I think it's. Um, like the the bridge that I bought Nicole that is still being built because it's fucking enormous makes special mention in like the product description on the website about like you know how it has like several dozen of some such particular brick in like this shade of blue that you can't get in any other set or some shit like that. Ah, uh, like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Absolutely nuts. Fucking Legos, man. Fucking Legos. Those crazy Danish. Crazy Dana, the crazy Dutch bastards. Well, you guys, one of these next times that you're able to make it down to Florida for a family vacation, you're going to have to spend a day at Legoland. I, I feel like I'd be oddly into it. Why not? <laughs> Legoland seems pretty rad. Uh, my uh, brother's soon-to-be uh, stepson was away into Legos, so his grandparents took him last year. And one of the favors you can get is they... Take a photo at the park like you do every fucking way or whatever. But then when you leave, they printed it across like a like hundred and some odd bricks. And so you assemble the photo and there's like a little Lego, like a minifigure, like I'm fine, like the little stand that it comes with. That's cool. Kind of neat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It's a very neat, uh, neat idea, neat favorite thing. Man, there's one Lego minifigure that I want is the ridiculous Batman of Zero and R. Lego minifigure they did at San Diego last year. The purple and yellow. And yeah, because I have every other figure they've made of that costume. Of I have you the, do. You I fucking the, love Grant hero. Morrison. <laughs> I have the hero click they made of it, and then the um, the big ass legacy figure, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, so it's I was every once in a while I look at the prices and they're always like three hundred dollars. What? Jesus. Yeah. So it no, was, I think, wasn't it I free? It was a giveaway, that. right? Yeah, I'm pr- it was maybe you had to buy it, but I don't think it was that much, anywhere near oh, that much. Shit. That's crazy. We uh we beat the campaign on Lego Batman three a couple weeks ago, and so now we're just kind of doing the uh, open world stuff, like collecting the characters and going back and replaying to get the 
bricks and the you know mini kits and all that shit. And uh, one of the characters you can buy, you know, is sure shit Batman of Zero and Ah. <laughs> I can tell you what the last character I buy in the game will be. <laughs> I'm principal alone. Oh, the prices are going down now. They're like around one ninety nine, one fifty two. Uh, all I saw was three hundred. Figure. Yeah, but That's it's it's got the Lego minifigure aspect to it, Plus. and then San Diego Comic Con exclusive yeah, aspect crazy. to it. Plus, crazy Grant Morrison people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was fucked right there. I think it was. I bought a single issue of like the first issue of Batman R.I.P. like a few years ago. You know, not having been reading. Batman books, but since it, it was supposed to be Batman was going to die, I wanted to read it. I opened oh, it man, up. that had to be nonsense. Too. I opened it up, and I see this purple and yellow Batman. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and he's like motoring to himself, pushing a shopping cart. Talking <laughs> yeah, into our broken tape recorder. He, he was like homeless, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was hanging out with homeless people for a little while. Jesus. That fucking book, man. It all makes sense in the context of the, the bigger run. <laughs> no, 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 no. I promise you it doesn't. <laughs> it simply doesn't. Dude, I read that shit. I, I binge read some more than Batman, trying to make sense of it. And I don't think I've ever been so close to killing myself. Trying to think of how long my piece on the site was about the Morrison Batman stuff. I think it was, it was not short. It was three parts. It was like yeah. seven thousand words. It was a lot. It was a lot. That should have been that should be your fucking thesis. <laughs> yeah, there you, you got a bunch of prices here under a hundred under two hundred bucks. Better save them pennies, man. I'm hoping it'll eventually just go down to the point where then it'll be like fifty. I bought and I can grab it. I bought a uh, goat um a on Amazon, of all places, um, basically it was this, it was a set of Lego minifigures. It was, it was more or less the entire current crop of Batman minifigures that they had. So it was Batman in the uh, Beware the Batman suit, the Damian Robin, Batgirl, Penguin, Flash, and the Riddler, I think, was in there. So it was that entire crop. Um, they were bootlegged to fuck right <laughs> they looked exactly like the real thing i have a few of them like the real deal and you can't tell them apart like they're completely identical in every possible way um each each figure came with a a second a third hand for some reason each figure had an extra hand we don't know why uh, <laughs> but the set of eight figures was like seven dollars and fifty cents the point is we might be able to find you a sweet ass identical bootleg yeah, they're in our. Yeah, I there, saw their bootlegs in there. There were a bunch of customs that I saw in in my brief Google search. Yeah, I've debated about just breaking down and getting one of those. Why not? If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right here, I'm looking I at want, a set right the, now. I want the real thing. I'm looking at it right now. He'll know, Lee. He'll know. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll know. <laughs> it has no, like seven real. figures. It's four dollars and eighty five cents. <laughs> Nine dollar custom. I'm just saying. Just saying. If the different, if it's gonna save me hundred and eighty one dollars, I can lie to myself. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm all right with it. Just saying. Uh, let's take us. Uh, let's take us a break. 
We'll come back, uh, talk some news, um, which I just realized I've been busy with a contractor all day, so I don't know what the fuck we're talking about for news. Eh, it's yeah, garbage. So <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to let you guys know what's up. It won't, let, it won't make us sad this week? No, 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 no. Well, uh, I take that back. <laughs> a, couple, a couple of the stories might make you sad, but uh, not, not because people are being dicks to each other. That's good. All right, sweet deal. Enjoy this. We'll be back in a minute. Love the kids. Bye. Break! You should call her the captain Yeah Earth's mightiest hero is here Yeah Don't call the miss You should call her the captain For anyone who's asking Earth's mightiest hero is here Yeah Call her Marvel Call her Miss Danvers Call her Monica No far the answer You get a fist from that army brat So call her ma'am Call her captain and avenge her you can absorb all that negative energy and direct it back at him. Yes, the lady captain, outranks Steve. Nobody faster in the universe. Flying through the sky, only time that you can call him bird. Treat her with respect like you're saluting the flag. Graduated from the Air Force, top of her class. She can hang with the best, the villains, the power within her. Let all the little children wear shirts and do their best impression of the Earth's mightiest hero. But she wears the name with respect and looking for a fight. She got it in a set. Thought you were a one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours that's just a single day after that they're gone forever and uh best yet if you want to check them out buy a little something something they're going to throw a little kickback to us your folks your friends here at the podcast so go to panelsonpages.com Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com 
or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out. Ripped.panelsonpages.com. 24-hour limited edition T-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Sweet deal. Have you seen yes, the... Got... Oh, go ahead, Kelly. No, you go. Yours is going to be more relevant to what we're talking about. The uh, Lee, have you seen the ripped shirts that are uh, on sale for today? Um, probably. They got one that's the Power Rangers lightning bolt. Oh, and... yeah, the dark side. That's actually pretty cool. Oh, that's what that is. It's fucking Ooh, dark side of the I moon. Need to look at that. I, I never yeah, even it's got pretty that. Cool. I just thought it was. I thought it was a cool design. And then they've got a uh, Wild Stallions shirt that looks yeah. like the fucking Van Halen logo. I really like that. It's pretty cool. And I I just went to the ripped Facebook page just to see what uh, what's for sale right now. And these motherfuckers are going to be at C two E two. How cool is that? Nice, nice, sweet deal. But they'll only be there for twenty four hours. <laughs> One day only. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be there all weekend. I don't know. <laughs> Only buy one shirt. The shirt's there for a single day. One day. <laughs> Imagine packing up in three days worth of shit. There's <laughs> the one day each. That would be fucking terrible. So worth the booth price. <laughs> right, so uh, what's, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a slow news week, but let's fucking hit it. All right. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fuck it! In five, four, three. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for March 24th, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! The Russo brothers have officially signed on to direct Avengers Infinity War. So including Captain America Winter Soldier and the paintball episode of Community, that makes them America's greatest living directors. Sorry, Spielberg (laughs) and Scorsese. (laughs) AMC's Preacher cast is quickly filling out with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Ruth Nega cast as a distinctly more mocha version of Tulip, British actor Joseph Gilgun as Cassidy, and Ian Colletti as Arseface. I personally would have preferred the Bazinga guy to play Arseface, but only because I'd like to see him put a gun in his mouth. (laughs) On the flip side, the Bazinga guy, a.k.a. Big Bang Theory star and America's national tragedy, Jim Parsons, (laughs) has expressed an interest in playing classic Batman villain the Riddler. Oh, that's, that's a shame. We just stopped making comic book movies and TV shows the other day, Jim. You just missed your chance. Sorry. (laughs) <clears throat> Jennifer Lawrence has gone on record that X-Men Apocalypse will be her last time donning the blue and latex body pa- bu- excuse me will be her last time donning the blue and latex body paint to play Mystique. Instead, the blue latex and body paint will be reserved solely for the privacy of her bedroom. Oh. Comics Alliance senior editor and Chris Sims apologist Janelle Aslin is spearheading the new comics imprint Rosie Press which will publish romantic fiction and nonfiction comics aimed at, quote, attracting a diverse readership, unquote. 
Rosy press is also what you do with your hand while reading romance comics. <laughs> and finally, Dread writer Alex Garland has gone on record that there will not be a Dread sequel. Whoa. So he's saying there's a chance. And that is the <laughs> Pop Top Six Pack of News for March 24th, 2015. Wow. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> all right y'all official russo brothers directing avengers infinity war and outside of joss whedon who uh you know killed it with avengers and we're going to assume kills it with avengers age of ultron i don't i don't think there's anyone more qualified to take care of this right now not at all but uh, but they're but now they're also doing civil war right yes yes that's fucking brutal, man. Because like, that's ooh, that's a lot of turnaround. Because there, I, I didn't realize this until I was reading about it the other day. I saw an article about how, like, you know, hey, Captain America: Civil War has a start date, and I'm like, oh, they haven't started yet, but it comes out like May of next year. Yeah, well, they're starting in like uh, a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, so I mean, they're gonna turn that shit around like in Days of Future Past time, <laughs> and then these sons of bitches got turned right around and still, they still got a year. Avengers movies. They still got a year before. It yeah, comes they got out. time. They got time. They got time. I'm not worried about it. Those I mean, guys these guys made brilliant. Yumi and Dupree. Really? <laughs> yeah, they made Yumi and Dupree. I didn't know that. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe they're not America's greatest living directors, <laughs> but they're pretty good. <laughs> that's fucking what? That that's a uh, 88% success rate. <laughs> Than I it's kind of shocking to think about that the guys who directed Yumi and Dupree are also bringing you Avengers movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of insane. <laughs> this is the world we live in now, Kelly. Seven <laughs> different kinds of smoke. <laughs> it would have been great if my fucking uh, Owen Wilson Iron Fist movie, I'm just saying. <laughs> Should I never mean, happen. You know, since they're going to be directing Civil War and Infinity War it might make sense for them to kind of just go from one right into the other and just shoot them all. Just Lord of the Rings it. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking a while back, I remember, about how they may do that, at least for parts of it, just because, you know, all these people have become, like, big fucking movie stars, and it's kind of hard wrangling everybody together, so they may kind of do as much as they can at one time, which I think is kind of brilliant. Like, you know, you got everybody there, you know what you're doing, you have a plan. Fucking get your scripts, get to bang them out, and then just, just bank them, store them for a few years if you have to. Yeah, because and it's not like they're going to shoot part one and part two separately. They're going to shoot those all at once. Oh, of course, yeah. I can't stop picturing Owen Wilson as Iron Fist now. <laughs> I think we had a whole fucking thing planned out. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> oh, Daredevil, you gotta, you gotta get that demon out of here. <laughs> Give him the oh, Care Bears here. We gotta, we gotta get the Shadowland thing torn down. Oh. Oh, sounds like my Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> Owen Wilson is Winnie the Pooh. There we go. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Fucking Disney's letting Tim Burton do a live action Dumbo. Yeah, that's a thing that's happening, apparently. Oh, bother. I'm stuck in this hole. <laughs> ben Stiller is rabbit. <laughs> so- Someone go get me some honey. <laughs> I'm stuck in this tree and I got a broke ass nose. <laughs> Why don't they have him be the new voice of Kermit? You know what? 
He present. He is a human Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> One day I actually met a man named Kermit. Fuck me up. I'm like, really? Your okay. Named you after that uh, Muppet Frog, huh? We're 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 talking Owen Wilson. So so real talk, guys. How do you guys feel about Zoolander and a Zoolander sequel? I have not seen Zoolander in quite some time. I've never seen them, and I really have no interest. I have very fond memories of Zoolander. It may not hold up well, because that shit came out when we were in high school. Well, when well, you were in high school. Makes it sound like so much fucking older than I am. That shit came out two weeks after September 11th. Really? To the Never point where it. it was one of the first movies that they had to digitally remove the Twin Towers from. No shit. Yeah. Uh, my opinion on Zoolander is, I saw it opening weekend. I was very excited for it. I thought, uh, Will Ferrell's, their breakdance fighting line from the trailer was one of the funniest things I ever saw, so I was very excited for the movie. The movie gave me a splitting headache. It was so stupid. Now, (laughs) I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. I'm not saying I haven't watched it since. Shit, I think I even bought it on DVD. It's just one of those movies that's like, okay, I'll fucking watch this. But when did Zoolander become this cult film that people love and want a sequel to Is 14 it, no, years really? later? People later. love that movie. Apparently, Shit. people love Zoolander. Yeah, they, no, people love They Zoolander. didn't love it when it came out. It didn't fucking make a whole lot of money. Like, I like it. Like, I have fond memories of it. It's funny. And I do think that, you know, the way to quote unquote announce the movie by putting those guys on a runway in Fashion Week is brilliant. Yeah, that was pretty great. Like, that's genius. Very, you know, minimalist, like, hey, this is what we're doing. I thought that was pretty fucking rad. But, you know, I'm done for it. I may not go see it because I got two kids and shit to do, but I'll watch (laughs) it when it comes out on uh, VOD. I mean, I can just watch Tyler Breeze on uh, NXT whenever I want. That's right. Right, exactly. (laughs) Fucking awesome. King of cute. Fucking rad. All right, well, uh, that's, that's my fucking Zoolander rant there. Population, email us, voicemail us. Let us know what you think of Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where do you stand on Zoolander? Uh, uh, you guys see my at, model movie. Podcast <laughs> <laughs> at panelsonpages.com. Leave us a voicemail, 616-951-1POP. Can you beat Kelly's own <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about it on the Popcast, but uh, a week or two ago that X-Men, that Wes Anderson X-Men short film went viral and man did i hate that thing it, it was put together by the same guy that does uh bleeding cools videos and like i get uh, it, it's an interesting concept but you don't get a single person doing an owen wilson impersonation in your wes anderson's x-men that short film they couldn't what call the kelly <laughs> to do his outstanding owen wilson Oh, bam, from Nightcrawler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I love it. Bam, I'm Nightcrawler. That made me so happy. (laughs) All right, so, Lee, like, and, you know, everyone else is probably interested in this, too, but holy shit, this preacher show is maybe going to happen. Because yeah. they've, they've cast yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Ruth Nega, who's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I know, Lee, you said on Twitter that she's very bland on S.H.I.E.L.D., so you're not super excited about 
this casting. But I see people like say I, you know, had not seen her in anything but Shield. Right. Uh, and people say that she was like I forget what some movie she was in a few years ago that she was just like fucking inspired in, you know. So I fully understand that and accept the fact that she's not been given the best shit to work with on Shield. Yeah. <laughs> so that might not be her fault. Um. The interesting, uh, you know, kind of changing shit up though. Like I said, a decide she's straight up from Ethiopia, playing Tulip O'Hare, which is interesting. Uh, Again, apparently, you know. they wrote Tulip in the script as uh, a black woman. Huh. Interesting. Right on. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, to be fair, in the comic book, I think and think of one black character in the series that's recurring, <laughs> and he's the butt of practically every. He's a joke in every scene he's in. So. Not a bad idea to throw some diversity in the preacher. Yeah, Ruth yeah. Mega was in World War Z, apparently. Okay, right on. Uh, so I, I'm all about it. like you know, it's, it's if she wants, you know, if that's what they're doing, that's great. I just you know, I, my reaction was based purely upon only seeing her in Shield, right? And you know, not great. Then um, we got this kid, um, Ian Coletti, has been cast as Arseface. <laughs> Good looking kid too, which is kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> Well, you know, he's got to be good looking at first. So once they do the reveal of of yeah. the arse face makeup, it's it's jarring. See, I think it's the other way. I think they're gonna do arse face, and then they do the reveal of how he was a good looking kid first. That's uh, how they gotta do it. There you go. You flash back to his good looking kid, and you go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> uh, apparently, Coletti played the title role in the 2013 film Jimmy, and was a regular on last year's Fox series Rake. Yeah, I've not seen either of those things, but I've seen this kid before. Like, he looks familiar. Um, the bigger story here is, guys, they're putting arse face on television. Yeah. Wow. And if that's the, like, you know how it becomes arse face? A failed suicide attempt. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And, and he did it to emulate Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the tail end of Preacher is, you know, about you know, the coming millennium and the year 2000 and all that shit. So I'd be very interested to see if they do set this kind of like back in the early to mid-90s. That'd be kind of interesting. I mean, because it's, it's fucking I, 20 years ago, so it's a period piece. That's the thing. I think it was an episode of The Blacklist where they like flash back to one of the the, the characters like, you know, childhoods. And it real, when you when you realize that like a central member, cast member of a TV show's childhood flashback is like your own childhood, that's when you're fucking old. Yeah. Like when you know the, the the time I grew up is considered a period, like you said, mid nineties. That's a period piece now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy town for old people. And then we've got uh, British actor Joseph Gilgun has been cast to play Cassidy. Yeah, why the hell not? And this guy is from. Uh, he was Rudy Wade on the show Misfits, which I've seen commercials for on Hulu about a thousand times. <laughs> I think I have too. People seem to really like that show. I've never. It watched looks cool, it. but I don't think I want to watch it based upon the principle alone because I hate that fucking Hulu shows me commercials for the same shit every ten minutes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm down for that. The, the the big question mark is that they, um, what the fuck? Um, Dominic Cooper is heavily rumored to be playing Jesse. Yes, front runner. He's Howard guy, Stark he played a uh, Howard Stark. Yeah. Um, not a guy I would pick for that either. No. Doesn't have. I don't know who I would pick though. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know who I'd pick either. But like, that guy doesn't. I mean, and granted, the only thing I've ever seen him play is Howard Stark, and so he definitely is kind of tailored and like you know meant to look of that era, whatever. But like, 
he doesn't he's not he doesn't stream cowboy to me well yeah he's and he's british too and he's got you know like jesse needs to be a modern day cowboy like you know just look like he can kick the shit out of you at a moment's notice and then do it if he needs to (laughs) i read an article i forget which site that did like uh, top 10 actors who should play Jesse Custer, and one of the ones that I really liked, but he's probably too old at this point, is Tim Olyphant. Yeah. Yeah, Tim and, Olyphant, yeah, 10 years ago, 20 years, yeah, absolutely. Walton Goggins would be pretty good, too. And Walter actually. Goggins was on that list, but man, yeah, he is, you know, he he is, is fucking he's ugly. He's, he's old as fuck now. <laughs> yeah, he's too old. He looks like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Walter Goggins. He's only forty three, you guys. <laughs> I would imagine I, I I just I put ten years on Walton Goggins in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and our next story is while doing press for that uh, god awful looking DreamWorks animated picture home, where my he kid wants to see that so much. Oh no! <laughs> but. Like I said, they're going away on spring break, so I'm going to dodge that bullet. Oh, yeah. Because it looks really dreadful. Uh, yeah, uh, especially because it's Jim Parsons playing an alien. And Ugh. you would so think... It's Jim Parsons playing Jim Parsons. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, J- he's doing some articles about, like, it's really great that they're, you know, hey, not only is this movie, the lead in this movie, like a little girl, but it's, you know, it's a black girl, too. And, like, that is pretty great. That is a woefully underrepresented, you know, character type. But boy, how does the movie look terrible? <laughs> I am interested to see how well it does because it looks terrible, but, you know, plenty of animated DreamWorks movies. Cartoon movie, and yeah. Those movies make a bunch of money anyway. Like, I can't think of the last DreamWorks animated movie I liked, but they keep making them. Like, they make money. Well, I'll see the back. The, the Dragon movies are DreamWorks. Yes. And they're actually really good. Yeah, the second one's on Netflix. Me and Mary need to sit down and watch that. It's good, man. It's good. So, fucking Bazinga, Jim Parsons, uh, is asked <laughs> about <Bazinga. laughs> uh, what superhero roles he wants to play, and he says, "I would like, I would like to be a villain, and I would really like to play the Riddler." <laughs> I don't feel like they're using the Riddler very much, are they? Hey, Jim, what kind of role would you like to play? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he says this. He says, oh, you know, not using the Riddler very much, but I want to play Riddler. And, like, you know, Riddler's only on, like, every episode of Gotham. (laughs) Yeah. They go go on to... It's like a movie Riddler, but, you know, that's how he's into... That's how how much he's into the character in the medium to not know he's on... He he has, like, a recurring lead role. I don't feel like they're (laughs) using Riddler very much, are they? Only every week. He's Bazinga. annoying as fuck, but he's on every week. <laughs> Bazinga? <laughs> uh, Bazinga me this. <laughs> uh, and then when he said he'd be the Riddler, whoever was the... It was an MTV UK interviewer said that the notion was dope. And then Parson says, did you hear that? I would be dope as the Riddler. <laughs> Let's see. Wait a second. It's a 47 second clip. Let's see how close my impersonation was. Um, girls, uh, <laughs> what? I would love to play a superhero in a movie. I would like it to be a villain. And I would really like to play. Spit it out! The Riddler. I don't feel they're using the Riddler very much, are they? 
I don't think they are, but that makes so much sense to me. Doesn't it? You'd be dope as the as a Riddler. Wouldn't I? Yeah. Did you hear that? Dope. I would be dope <laughs> as the Riddler. Girls, tell your friends. Girls, bad, tell man. your friends. It's pretty good. It's pretty spot on, I think. By yeah, God, you were a little too fast, but you. Yeah, yeah. Pretty... Good point. Good point. Yeah, you were speaking in the the cadence of a normal fucking human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, God, never let that happen. <laughs> like, hey, Jer, how about you be the Riddler? I'll be Batman. You can be in a new Batman movie. Uh, okay, fucking <laughs> Kelly, you gotta do some Bane lines in the Owen Wilson voice now. <laughs> Take off the mask. I was raised in the darkness. <laughs> Oh my god episode 96 where kelly breaks knives with his owen wilson impersonation <laughs> at his request we'll see you in a year the chad when you give us that review <laughs> oh my god all right so moving on uh, jennifer lawrence says that uh she is done with the x-men movies after x-men apocalypse also a uh, news story last week where uh, dude who plays Beast said that he's done after X Men Apocalypse, and I was like, "Yay!" Because I hate you as Beast. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and assume that after X Men Apocalypse, they're gonna, they're gonna reboot again, or they're gonna they're gonna do something, and it's gonna be a new set of X Men at some point. You kind of have to, right? Especially if you're losing J Law and and Beast. Oh no. Don't feel that strongly about this, but that's because the X Men movies are a fucking disaster piece. Oh no! But I, I mean, the fact that like you know, she's like, "Yeah, I'm done." Which of course you are. You're a fucking movie star now. You don't need this shit. <laughs> they throw enough money money at her, and she'll be back though. Yeah, remember when uh, what's her fuck was done being Hermione too? <laughs> what's her fuck? And they're like, "Oh, here's a dump truck full of money." I mean, I'm I cool. love Hermione. I would never not be Hermione. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm cool with them keeping Fassbender and McAvoy and, you know, fast-forwarding to the not-so-distant future. But other than that, I I have no love for those X-Men uh, first-class movies. I, I, as I've said ad nauseum on the podcast. And it where, is on the record. Where, wherever people will listen, you know, screaming on a street corner. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's up next? What we got next? Mahoney in the chat says, if Marvel use Spider-Man makes a billion dollars, they're going to beg Marvel to join up, and that'll be their next reboot. That makes sense. Oh, they they were talking about doing the TV series, too, so that might be where they go oh, with it. Right, yeah. And I think, honestly, X-Men would be ripe for a TV adaptation. I, I would actually be down for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically a teen drama, but the teens can fucking shoot lasers out of their eyes. Yeah, I would be okay with that. That'd be rad. Uh, so last week we talked about j- just a, a quick update to last week. Uh, we talked about Chris Sims uh, harassing Valerie Dewar. Dewarzio. <laughs> <laughs> did the same thing last. Week. Dewarzio. There's also a spot in the Shake of Truth where every time Jimmy stutters, you can hold circle to skip the scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, you know, it had just that news had just just kind of broke. So over the next couple days after the podcast last week, it was think piece after think piece about you know the harassment and you know Comics Alliance coming out and uh, apologizing for Chris Sims and saying that they're going to stick by him, and then implying that there was some sort of conspiracy against Chris Sims and Comics Alliance, and that's why this information was leaked so that you know gamer gators could get revenge on Comics Alliance, which is well, kind I mean- of. Assy. I mean, she was clearly trying to sabotage his success. Right, right. But <laughs> it was no conspiracy. No. She no, came out person. with the information and willingly gave it. There was no... It, she she wasn't some fucking Trojan horse set up by Gamergate. Right, right. So that was funny. And then he apologized like 19 times. Um uh, and as of right now, he is taking a voluntary leave from Comics Alliance. And, oh, yeah. and fucking Arun, Arun Singh from Marvel came out since uh, Chris Sims is doing the X-Men 92 book from Marvel. And he's like, you know, uh, Chris has apologized, so on and so forth. I believe Chris and Valerie had some thing back in the day where they were both bloggers. And, you know, I guess Valerie did a Punisher book for us at some point. <laughs> wow. But I, I think the story is, isn't, wasn't Arun like one of the editors on that book or something? It, it's fucked up the way, <laughs> the way they framed it. Yeah. Way to be, Jesus, well, that is assy and dismissive. <laughs> who know? And who knows? This Valerie chick. She might be as fucking batshit insane as Tess Fowler, but we haven't seen that. I haven't personally seen that. So, you know, I'm taking sides. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you could take back your city. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, long story short, uh, that brings us to uh, the new story that we're talking about right now. Uh, Senior editor at Comics Alliance, Janelle Aslin is spearheading a new rom- romantic comic imprint called Rosie Press. Uh, and they've got a Kickstarter starting up to fund one of their first books called Fresh Romance. Uh, I'm I'm in no way against this. I think, you know, there's room for all types, all kinds of comics in the comic industry. And if they can find an audience, if they can find success, good on them. I just, I feel it's a weird situation where it's kind of like the women in the industry are fight fighting to be shown as equals, to be treated as equals. And, you know, they can like superheroes too. They can fucking like superhero books. You know, it's not just for boys. And it seems weird to to see some of them going this route where it's like, we're going to do books about kissing. <laughs> like, this, this seems like the direction that if uh, someone went to the fucking master of DC Comics, went to Dan <laughs> Didio. Not, not saying this would be Dan Didio's exact reaction, but let's say faceless... Uh, old white executive at DC or Warner Brothers 
went to him and said, uh, sir, like we're getting a lot of static that we're not having enough diversity in our books. Uh, we're not treating the female readers as well as we would treat the male readers. And then DC Warner Brothers exec goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Give them romance books. There we go. <laughs> Fucking printing money now, buddy. <laughs> it's like there was a period where um, there, I think it was like 2011, maybe Marvel actually produced a miniseries that was called I Shit You Not Girl Comics. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was like, wow, they're uh, not even trying. <laughs> not even trying. Get you some girl comics, ladies. Ooh, you know, at girl least comics. Once a month, I have the thought that I'm like, ah, eh, you know, romance comics would do super well in this current comics climate. Ah, wonder if I could ever use that to make any money. And then <laughs> now we have this happen. Because really, the more that I think about it, Sex Criminals is a romance comic. Sex Criminals, and then um, Sunstone, which came out um, in January, Volume Two, yeah. comes out in April, and Sunstone is fucking brilliant. Guys, if you think about it, Preacher is a romance comic. True. True. Until the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're at a place in the comic market where romance comics are weirdly doing, could do really well. Yeah, I'm so excited for Sunstone Volume 2, you guys. So good. Uh, my whole thing was just weird. I, maybe I don't know enough about um, the Kickstarter model, but I'm, I think it's very interesting to attempt a... Because you know, they want this to be like an ongoing thing, like a recurring book. It's not like, hey, come help me fund my graphic novel. You know, it's like we're trying to do an ongoing thing here, and that seems like a really odd thing to kickstart. But maybe that's my ignorance of Kickstarter. I don't know. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think you get them to help fund that first issue, maybe, maybe all the way to the third issue, and then. You, you're getting the book into hands. You're getting the book on shelves, possibly, and you also have just built your audience. And you That's you can tell whether or not a fourth issue would be worth your time and money. Right. It's some uh, some good looking art in the preview pages for sure. Yeah, some really really good looking art. This is great. So hopefully, I hope this uh, I hope this works well. I hope this uh, thrives. That could be great. Yeah, like I'm like I'm with you, Kelly. There's there's definitely a place for it in these days. See, I I didn't I wouldn't have thought that at all. <laughs> I would have thought if someone were to come out and say, Here, here you go, here's some romance comics. You'll enjoy that. You're a girl. I would think people would be fucking just their heads would explode with anger. Yeah, but it's a girl's yeah. idea, that makes it okay. <laughs> You, you have to market it the right way. You are exactly right. If Kelly were to start up Rosie Press, it would be a failure. They would chase him out of town with pitchforks. <laughs> it's 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 not what you say; it's how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then final story. No, I don't want to talk about it. Dread writer Alex Garland. I don't want to talk about it. I can't. Says that there would not be a dread sequel. There isn't, as far as I can tell, going to be a Dread sequel. The basic, the basic mechanics of film financing say that if you make a film that loses a ton of money, you're not going to get a sequel. And that's basically what happened. 
So the support for the film is truly appreciated. But if there's going to be a sequel, it's not going to be me and the team of people who worked on the previous film. It's going to be another bunch of people. And good luck to them, and I hope it happens. I really do. I hope they do a better job than we did. So what he's saying is there might be a dread sequel. <laughs> he 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 really did just say that. Uh, and then in regards to the dread DVD buying campaigns, uh, he says that those people might just might as well just give up. Just keep your money because the people that are making the decisions are much colder and harder than that. Woof. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Dredd, uh, once again, we, we, we said a few times, Dredd had a production budget of just $50 million. They made that movie for $50 million bucks. It looks so good. It looks so good. Um, worldwide brought in $35 million. You know, in retrospect, they shouldn't have spent so much money on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a lot of money that they spent on it. it, it even yeah. though, even even though compared to, you know, your normal summer blockbuster, that's fucking pennies. But that's a lot of money that they spent on it. And then this this Comics Alliance article, you know, our our great friends at Comics Alliance goes on to say, uh, if you're interested in something, whether it's movie, music, or comic book, or whatever, you need to financially support it. I hear these reports of rabid fans coming out of the woodwork begging for a Dread 2 and wonder where these people were three years ago when the film barely lasted six weeks in theaters. Now, that's that's a fucking asshole comment right there because that is an asshole comment. nobody thought that Dread was going to be any good. So that's why it, it wasn't marketed well. No. That's why no one went to see it. It was only that fucking word of mouth of the few people that saw it in theaters and then the people who started watching it on DVD and Netflix and so forth that the word of mouth picked up and that's when people were like holy shit we love this give us a sequel yeah yeah I didn't see it in the theater I did it was me and like one other fucking dude (laughs) it was me go and one other guy and we were best friends when it was over (laughs) going to see dread on opening uh, on a midnight showing the Thursday night before it opened you know fully with Jose and like four other guys, might be second only to the Avengers Marathon as far as movie going experiences. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was incredible. But it's like it was when I saw Pacific shit. Like we went, like you know, like you know what, this might be okay. It'll be an experience. Let, let, let's take a let, let's. It can't be whatever. And we did not. None of us expect to walk out to be one of our favorite movies of the fucking year. <laughs> and it was. You know, we had seen a couple trailers for it, and I was like, eh, it looks all right. But then I think there was a trailer maybe a week or two before it came out that finally sold all of us. And it's yeah. like, man, this kind of looks awesome. We should check it out. But I think by then it was too late for a lot of people. Man. R.I.P. Dread 2. R.I.P. And you know what? When when did Dread come out? 2012? Yeah. It's 2015. If they're not already making one, just give it up. And you know what? I don't ever want to see another Dread movie again. Like, that is the perfect Dread movie. Yeah. I don't... If it's not going to be a direct sequel with Carl Urban and, you know, in my hands tomorrow, I don't want to see it. (laughs) You know what? They make... They made like that Power Rangers movie. Why not make just like quick fifteen minute little 
Dread movies. Uh, I think there were a couple of of like Dread fan web films. Serious things. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. Um, like animated webisodes. Yeah, and then a live action one too. Oh, was there a live action one? I didn't know about that. No, I, I I absolutely think that you're right about the animated webisodes, but there was also a live action uh, Judge Dredd fan film. Huh, no shit. Hmm. Yeah, Carl right. Urban seems to like the character. I'm sure you could get him back to shoot like a 15-minute thing. And that might stir up more people wanting to maybe get this made. Like Tom Jane did that uh, Dirty Laundry thing. Man, yeah, that was hot fire right there. I think we, I think we got to give it up, guys. <laughs> the fucking writer, the producer, all of them are saying it ain't happening. <laughs> I think, I think we need to just just watch our Blu-ray copy of Dread and be happy with it. <laughs> that fucking soundtrack, holy shit! All right, you want to talk some comics? Let's talk a combo. Let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. All right. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. Fucking uh, Ninja Turtles number 44. Okay, okay, okay. Is that, oh, the, is that the new issue? It is the newest it issue. Is. Okay. I was spoiled by the headlines. Man. I was spoiled by a lot of different sites in regards Man. to the headline about this big... Big event in this new Ninja Turtles. So, spoiler warning to anyone that is listening. I've already been spoiled, so we can go ahead and talk about it. I kind of wanted to cram and catch up with Turtles, you know, over the past couple days, so that I could, you know, read it in uh, chronological order and get to that point. But it just didn't happen. So, let's talk. I was going to text you on Wednesday and say (laughs) you should read that, and then I totally (laughs) forgot. (laughs) Man, so it looks like they may have. Killed off Donatello in the book. If not, they fucked him up real, real bad. Uh, it was Bebop bashed in his shell with a crowbar. And so the last uh, the, uh, page, the splash page, his shell's all cracked up. There's blood everywhere as Splinter uh, cradles his body. Everybody else kind of stands around. It was fucking brutal yeah it's kind of fucked up uh and it was all because of the the sort of double cross plan that they'd put together to try to pit krang and uh the shredder and the foot against each other to try to destroy the technodrome like layers upon layers of the plan here really great well-plotted stuff and they left donatello behind but then you know shredder left his own insurance policy in the form of bebop and rocksteady and when shit went south they whipped the shit out of donatello and it was brutal absolutely brutal it's um uh, Corey Smith on the artwork. I mean, it looks excellent. It just well choreographed, wonderful stuff. Like, like it's one of the saddest splashes I've seen in a long damn time. Because all the good guys are there, except, uh, except for April and Casey, and they're all there. And it's like it's fucking pitiful, man. Even the fucking metalhead robot looks like it's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's like you know, I don't appreciate. Ninja Turtles make me have all those feelings. It didn't make me feel it was, it was, it was fucked up. Now, one of the things that I read in in regards to this big spoiler, this big event, is this book is supposedly going to end at issue 50, or issue 50 is going to be the beginning of the end of the book? I remember they saying issue 50 is going to be like a double-sized thing. 
But I think they've got plans on this for a long time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you're right. Let's see, we have this interview here with Tom Waltz here. Let's see what we got here. Uh... While you're looking for that, let me tell you about how at work I was dealing with this issue. So on Wednesday, you know, we, we order a decent amount of copies of Ninja Turtles. On Wednesday, we get a guy who is asking me, like, oh, no, oh, like, what, what on the wall is good? And I'm like, ah, Chrononauts looks good, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, man, heard they kill one of the Ninja Turtles. And he grabs, like, two copies of it. And I'm like, oh, wonder if anything will come of that. By Friday, we're completely sold out. <laughs> no shit. By Saturday and Sunday, <clears throat> one one out of every two calls is someone asking us if we have the Ninja, the Ninja Turtle issue where one of them dies. Really? We had one of our regulars was going, like, he gets his stuff pulled. He was going through his stuff and looking at the wall, and a, one of the, someone is in the shop. They asked us if we have any copies. You know, we said, no, we're sold out. He sees this guy has one. He offers him $20 for it on the spot. That's a weird thing to do because, like, that's the last part of the story. <laughs> but it's one of the speculator boom here. Oh yeah, it's it's all speculation. Like I saw, at one point the variant uh, for that issue was going for like a hundred dollars on eBay. Really? I mean, holy shit! Y- yep. Speculation, yeah. But then again, this is one of the four Ninja Turtles that has they've never killed a Ninja Turtle before, as yeah. far as I know. And you know, of course, assuming that he died. They, yeah, we, I don't think they've killed a Ninja Turtle. Based on things that I've heard, I don't think they've killed a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I would hope not, because that shit was brutal. <laughs> well, in uh, this... The Comic Vine interviewed uh, Tom Waltz, uh, the writer, uh, and it says, Last I heard, the book has plans up to 50, issue 50, and the future beyond is uncertain. Uh, is there any update on this? Uh, Tom Waltz says, uh, Kevin, Bobby, and I just had a brainstorming session a few days ago about plans leading up to issue 100. So no, 50 oh. is not the end. Huh. Yeah, because this Newsarama article says... But it's a grand finale for one of their long-running storylines. Ah, okay. But, you know, issue 51 will be the very next month. Uh, This IDW ongoing series is building up to what the publisher calls the final storyline in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 50 later this year. Hmm. Yeah, that's just shitty reporting on their end. Yeah, well, it's Newsarama, so... Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, it's it's really good, but, I mean, I hate that you feel so far behind because it's legitimately... It's a joy of a book to read, man. It's, oh, it's it was never like, not a well, except for that one Kevin that Eastman, one ep- Eastman <laughs> issue. Book. Yeah, it, it's always been a joy. I just I need to figure out which issue it was that I left off and and just kind of put my nose down and get through it. Yeah, the Tendrome story was awesome. You know, it's got all the pieces coming together. It's like all the good guys and all the bad guys. Like the the, the way they've orchestrated. All these characters and got things going, like it's it's something to be seen. It's it's a very impressive narrative for sure. Uh, I loved it. Um, this is real quick to touch on. Uh, last week I, I did go back and check out Ninjak number one. Yeah, you shit, did, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know great. Clay Man drew it. It looks fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that guy's great. But he liked the uh, the weird like kind of, you know the. The page like the Indicia and shit like that, like where they you know talk about you know it's volume one, whatever the fuck. It shows Ninjak's tool belt, okay, and it lists like what they are like the five function throwing discs or whatever, and like you know the mini cameras or whatever. But then the descriptions below it are not actually descriptions of those tools. It's like shit about Ninjak and like how you know 
he's all fucked up because he was apparently routinely beaten by the family butler and shit like that. Damn, Alfred. Then, <laughs> yeah, is he like a crazy abusive Alfred? And he's like a secret secret agent spy, and they're like they're sitting him in, they're inserting him into like this um, uh, weapon weapon dealers. Uh, uh, Trying to infiltrate, he can't find out about the plan that he has stolen or whatever. And he has the guy that's putting him in has this uh, like holographic, you know, Tony Stark type thing where it kind of shows the files. And like, there's ninjas A through K. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, there's a ninja. He goes, well, there was. <laughs> Ninjab. Ninja. Ninjaj. Ninjag. <laughs> Ninjaf. Uh, Fucking neat, man. And the little backstory was pretty cool too with Butch Geis. I mean, this, like, and I think it was in Thatcher. We were going back and forth on Twitter, and Thatcher's like, Are you shitting me? <laughs> like, no, man. Ninjak's the fucking jam. I have been preaching the word of Ninjak since you that straight came fuck out. up ours. Awesome. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Cameron Stewart wrote a, with the help of Brandon Fletcher, uh, and then a guy named Bengal on art did a Batgirl in-game one-shot. It's kind of taking place uh, in the heart of the the, the Batman storyline happening right now, and it was a silent issue. And I got I, I got I don't like silent comic books. Like I, I never really appreciate a silent comic book. Um, and this one actually is a little bit unclear. Some of the stuff like I'm not sure why she's doing the thing that she's doing. Like, it's unclear where this wall came from, who these people are on the bus, because, you know, there's no words. So there's no there's no context as to what's happening, and that kind of sucks. Don't care for that. Like, there's a bomb for some reason? Who set the bomb? Why did they put a timer on it? Like, if it's... Like, the people with the Joker endgame virus aren't smart enough and cognizant enough to make bomb. They just are breaking shit. So like who set this fucking bomb? I don't, I don't understand. It's very strange. Uh, they did not care for that. Um, the, Oh, princess Leia number two came out written by Mark Wade art by the Dotsons with Mar- Marvel. Pretty cool idea for a princess Leia mini series. The idea is that, uh, we're post battle Yavin death star has been blown up. And so now as they're kind of playing their next step, Leia has taken it upon herself to go out into the world and round up all the lost children of Alderaan. Like, all the Alderaanians that are out there, that she's going to bring them all home and try to, like, you know, f- find them a place that they've lost their home world. That's kind of a neat thing to do. Like, if you're telling a, a Princess Leia solo adventure, I think that's the story you need to tell. It's pretty cool. It's kind of, it's kind of neat. Kind of, kind of a neat story to tell, I think. Um, I think what else was really, really cool last week? Um... Not cool, but worth talking about is fucking Witchblade 181. After like a year, or yeah, probably about a year of saying, hey, the darkness died. They're showing how the darkness died. Like the stories, the Top Cow stories have moved on past this event. Like, you know, two years ago it was like, hey, to be continued in Darkness Falls, the Death of Death, yes, Staccato. And it just never happened. So this is part two of that story a fucking year later. Um, written by David Hine, who was the writer for the Darkness book at the time, with art by Gabriel Riarty, Riart. Um, it looks like Shiite. Uh, it's really not a good look for the book at all. And like Stefan Zajic drew like at least a full issue with this thing. Like there were pages of his shit done. Like, and then they 
sat on it for two years. I don't know what the hell the rationale was there, but like, you know, we, we know Jackie dies and his wife becomes the Angelus, I guess for somehow like, and because she's been in Wishblade because the fucking stories went on. It's very weird, very odd fuck up of continuity. When you've got like four books, you got to keep track of very strange how they did that. I don't understand. Just, I just do not get how they fucked it up that bad. Um, Transformers 39 is the sort of pre uh, precursor prologue to the Combiner Wars miniseries event. Um, and it's narrated by Swindle, which is kind of cool. Um, you don't kind of realize that until at least half, uh, halfway through the issue that, you know, this all being told through Swindle's point of view. And, you know, at the end of it, he they set um, the new com- newly combined uh, Combaticons as Minasaur off on the uh, what was what is Windblade's homeworld. And it's pretty fucking rad. Like, they've done an excellent job. Again, that's another book. Like the Turtle book, man. The, the Transformers books. Huge cast of characters. Big web. And it's all just coming together really, really nicely, man. It's, it's fucking massively done. And I believe starting with the next wave, they're going to start packing, like they did the uh, last year. They're packing all these Combiner Wars issues uh, in with the toys, which is pretty cool. R- great uh, cross-promotion there. Excellent. Um, Alex and Ada 13 continues to be excellent. That book's a lot of damn fun. Just really, really cool. Great stuff, man. That's that's a book I think that I'm, su- I'm surprised there's not an adaptation in the work of that. Speaking of romance comics. Yeah, I was going to say, Ada, that's another romance very comic. Very much a romance comic, yeah. And it's really, really good. Um, like, really good. Um, no development deal for that, but fucking Outcast, the uh, Kurtman book has a development deal at Cinemax, which I'm not shitting on Outcast. It's fine, too. But I'm surprised no one's... I'm surprised not more people talk about Alex Data because it is really damn good. Outcast made Stankonia, that. man. They exactly. made Stankonia. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, all new Captain America number five. Uh, hey, Nomad's not dead. Nobody thought he was. He's not dead. Uh, they announced it's one. This is all new Captain America. One of the books is ending because of Secret Wars, um, and being replaced by Hail Hydra. I guess because that's what they're doing. They're changing all the books over to something else until Secret Wars is over, and then they're going to oh do, all, do all different Avengers, which clearly has Miles Morales on the cover. This fucking Secret Wars and Convergence is just giving me the biggest case of fucking blue balls. I just wanted to be over with already. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for it to be done with. Oh, it feels like we've been talking about it for years, and it hasn't I even need started it to be yet. Over with like I need I need Bunny or Batman to just come along. Oh. I'm ready for you, Bunny or Batman. Let's just do this and get it over with. <laughs> let's get it done. Um, let's see if I can... What else? Last one. Uh, did you read uh, The Chrononauts, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of dug it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I liked it. What the, um, I, I think Mark Miller might be back, you guys. I think he might be. <laughs> <laughs> His legacy is really good. I haven't read it, but I've heard amazing things about Starlight. Starlight was excellent. Yeah, I think he's back. Yeah, he's Starlight back? was one that that book that every time an issue of Starlight ended and one of the major characters wasn't raped or eviscerated, I got really confused. I'm like, I, like this is the Mark Miller book, right? Yeah, like, that's how I was about uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Like, really, really, really? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Chrononauts, uh, Mark Miller writing, uh, Sean Murphy doing the art. He uh, most recently did Wake with uh, Scott Snyder, which is also really fucking rad. There's all these... 
time displaced things that are showing up. Like they found this Babylonian temple or some shit. Um, and it's got a uh, like that like an F seventeen fighter like built inside this temple or whatever. It's pretty cool. And so these guys build the time machine. They're going to build the time machine, and then they're going to like you know broadcast what they find. So you know they put a satellite through space. They're like, hey, here's the Battle of Gettysburg from space as it was happening. Check this shit out, you know. And they build a manned thing, uh, man's manned uh, method to send guys back in time. And of course, shit goes terribly wrong. Um, you know, and it's a very much like you know. Straight guy, you know, straight man, you know, and fucking, you know, scruffy looking nerf herder kind of teaming up here. And good dialogue bits, fun stuff. Uh, and these fucking guys are going to be, you know, trying to get back to the present. Because that's the thing. It is also, I read it, Kelly, as like our present. Yeah. Like, it's not like a crazy far-fetched, like, you know, it's, it's in the present, which is kind of cool, you know. So, the, the you know, the, the present day stuff is very contemporary. Um cool it's really cool lots of little subtle things in the artwork make a lot of fun but you know, this guy goes back into like you know some Marcon and you know the, the 14th century and immediately catches a fucking arrow to the leg because <laughs> he's you know facing down a mongolian horde or some shit much like marty mcfly facing down a speeding train but you know an army of guys on horses i like i thought it was really cool and i'm, just, I'm glad i think he's back <laughs> He's so you're saying he's back, so we should all be excited for the Fantastic Four movie. I didn't I mean let's not say things we can't take back. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he's supposedly involved in that. So you know what? Uh, the Ultimate Fantastic Four stuff he wrote was pretty damn good. <laughs> as you know, as far as Ultimate Fantastic Four books go. Uh, you got anything else, Kelly? Uh, I didn't read much this week. Uh, I will say the second issue of Silk was really good. Yeah. I like that book. It looks really cool, too. Yeah, that book really surprised me. I wasn't expecting much from it because I don't know either of the people on the creative team. I don't know. I haven't read them on anything else. And it's a really great book. Uh, And then also Manhattan Projects came back. and with It's been a while on that one, right? Yeah, they took some time off because pretty much the cast had gotten too big. So now they're doing just focused character miniseries so the first miniseries is focusing on a russian cosmonaut named yuri who's traveling through space trying to find uh laika the first dog that went to space (laughs) and the issue ends with him meeting laika in a bar in space surrounded by other aliens and laika just punches him out on the last page (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) all right yeah manhattan projects is my favorite hickman book because it's just, you know how just dour and somber new Avengers and New Avengers feels? And just painfully unfucking fun Yeah. Manhattan Projects must take up all of his fun. <laughs> like he's all out of fun. Yeah, like he just uses his entire fun supply in that book. Because that's a really, it, Manhattan Projects is just a fun comic. It's, I, I always say it's a great book, and one of my selling points to people on that book is in the first issue, Einstein is pretty much the Wolverine of that comic. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good selling point, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that is not a bad way to pitch that Kelly book. should be employee of the month every month. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. 
Yeah, it's like in the first issue, the Manhattan Project's base is being attacked by all these Japanese robots. And earlier in the issue, you see just Einstein sitting on a stool, just staring at this big, like, pillar of stone. He's not moving at all. Then later in the issue, after the robots attack, you see him. He's still sitting there, same pose, but there's all these just destroyed robots around him. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I check out the first trade of the Manhattan Project. I may have to do that. Yeah, I I don't think you can't not like it. If nothing else is going on the the short list for C2B2 grabs. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure you can find it there. If anything, you'd probably find the big hardcover of the oh yeah probably first twelve too. issues or yeah. so there. Yeah. Um, then outside of that, I did find. Um, I checked my email in the break, and found a uh, email that says with the subject line a note from Prince. Hey, <laughs> like his so, real badness. Yeah, it's it's from Live Nation, and it says a note from Prince. Sorry <laughs> to bother you. Just wanted to send you this baby picture of Judith Hill with her first piano. Looks like her parents, who are also musicians, had a plan. Well, that plan succeeded. This is Judith Hill's debut album. Please spend some time with this music and then share it with someone you love. Thanks, Prince. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now read the email from Prince as Owen Wilson. (laughs) No, don't. No, don't. (laughs) Because if you do that, then I got to read it to Dusty Rhodes and it becomes the whole thing. Now, I didn't read any comics this week, but, and I'm surprised I didn't uh, put it in my news, well, because none of the sites reported it as news, but I saw it on Twitter from Eric Burnham, and I tweeted it at you, Lee, but fucking Ghostbusters are coming back to IDW with a crossover between the regular universe Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters from the old cartoon. I'm fine with it. I'm all about it. So... Ghostbusters at IDW are not over, folks. Yeah, there's a Ghostbusters-shaped hole in my heart, and I'm really glad to fill it. Too damn good. That'll probably in the previews that get released tomorrow, then. Should be, yeah. Along with... Should be a good, healthy portion of, you know, some useless Marvel previews that you can't... That don't tell you anything. Oh, yeah, there'll be a bunch of fucking Secret Wars stuff in there. Just so black do, have they, squares. Are they been doing the classified bullshit? Or are they actually telling you stuff now? Are they still doing that nonsense? Uh, they're telling us quite a bit about Secret Wars. Like, I mean, we know as much as you do, but... That's good. They're <laughs> not saying, like, classified stuff. That's the thing I always say to people. A lot of people don't understand that, is that we know as much as you do, for the most yeah, part. And, and, and that's, like, and that's, I think, you know, we've talked about it a little bit in the past. Like, I think that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that, you know, because of all the transparency, internet shit like that, like... The retailers aren't privy to more, you know, yeah. which they really should be to be able to accurately sell the fucking wares. <laughs> but, you know. Just takes one asshole. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. takes one asshole, and there's probably going to exactly. be 900 assholes. I mean, you have dicks who work at shops scanning the books on, in, on there so they can throw it online. Yeah, it's like, like, I don't get that. Cutting off your nose to spite your fucking face. Yeah, I will never understand that. Not unless you're getting some fucking ad dollars out of it or something. That's weird. (laughs) Like this book, come buy it at Crazy Owl's House of Comics. (laughs) (laughs) Where the prices are crazy. (laughs) 
I'm so, so crazy. crazy. I'm putting this shit on the internet. I'm so crazy. I'm putting my shit on this shit. Brown tag special. Anything with shit on it, 40% off. Make sure to wash your hands. Because I'm crazy. <laughs> I feel like that's the show, man. That is nice a tight show. Everything. Good stuff. I want to thank Kelly and Owen Wilson for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Oh, no problem, guys. I will show you where I've made my home while preparing to bring justice. Then I will break you. He sounds like one part Owen Wilson and one part Mr. Hankey. <laughs> As Bane. That was awesome. That's great. Fucking uh, join us next week. Maybe Jose will be back. If not, fucking Kelly should be here. It'd be good times. Uh, I was just about to text Kelly, like, hey, you want to be on the show tonight? And I look at my phone, and it had a text from Kelly that said something like, oh, man, I forgot it was Tuesday. I'll be on Skype in a second. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, all right. I normally don't work on Tuesdays, so it really threw me off. You fucking Kelly here is the, the fourth man. I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah, uh, Jose was supposed to have this week off, and you know we were supposed to do an eleventh hour powwow tomorrow. And then this afternoon, got a fucking Facebook message from him and said, "Yo, plans changed. Got a gig. Peace out." <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, what it is. All right, so yeah, fucking uh, join us next week, everybody, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panelsonpages.com. We'll do this shit all over again. Email us, popcast at panelsonpages.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, 616-9511-POP. Uh, yeah, come back. It'll be good times. I, I can practically promise you, you'll have fun. Good stuff. So, yeah, for Jason Nyes and Kelly Harris, I'm the right Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Love you, kids. Good night and goodbye. This end song goes out to you, the Chad. The Chad.
Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 boo. <laughs> now, <laughs> do that entire bit as two arguing Owen Wilsons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Oh, boo, boo. Oh, boo. Oh, get away. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian.